Blessings and welcome to Moments of Assurance Weekend, this Trinity Weekend. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson, your host. The program is thankfully underwritten by Mid-American Coaches, Charters, and Tours. Reach them on the web at mid-americancoaches.net. They travel throughout North America with the highest safety ratings. Well, some thoughts in the next few minutes about the Holy Trinity. The Apostle Paul once wrote to the Romans, Oh, the depth of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and how inscrutable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor or who has given a gift to him that he might be repaid? For from him and through him and to him are all things. Indeed, the Holy Trinity is not fully fathomable to the finite human mind. The Lord, through his precious word, however, gives to you and to me just enough information to appreciate who he is as the triune God. The story is told about a man who attended an evening service in a certain church. The pastor preached about the triune God, that there are three persons, but only one Godhead. Well, after the service, the man approached the pastor and said, You know, I enjoyed your service, but I'm not convinced about what you said. I, uh, I just can't get it through my head that there are three persons and yet only one God. And the pastor asked the man, What size hat do you wear? And the man replied, Well, I wear six and seven eighths, but why do you ask? The pastor replied, well, I was, uh, I was just wondering how you expected to get this great and almighty and majestic God of heaven and earth into six and seven eighths. <laughs> For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has been his counselor? For from him and through him and to him are all things. The scriptures state, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. And yet there are three persons in that one Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The three are one and yet distinct with a, a uniqueness ascribed to each person. Consider God the Father. The creed states, I believe in God the Father Almighty maker of heaven and earth. What does this mean? I believe that God has made me and all creatures, that he has given me my body and soul, eyes, ears, and all my members, my reason and all my senses, and still takes care of them. Your heavenly Father is your divine caretaker, the one who watches over you. The psalmist has written, As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and even forevermore. Psalm 103 states, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. That's your Heavenly Father who watches over you at all times. Concerning Jesus Christ, consider John chapter 1, 
where the apostle has written, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. And the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. And later in that same chapter, it says, And the Word, namely Christ, became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. I think of the transfiguration there. And even later in that same chapter, these precious words are recorded. The next day, he, John the Baptist, saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. Who else but God can possibly do that? Indeed, Jesus Christ is God, the second person of the Holy Trinity. He once said, I and the Father are one. And the Greek word used here is homoousion, which means one of the same substance. Jesus also said, For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in him should have eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Well, who else but God can raise you up on the last day. The very name Jesus means the Lord saves. In Acts 4.12, it says, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. No other name but Jesus. In Hebrews 1, it says, He sustains all things by his powerful word. In the Catechism, it states, At the wedding feast of Cana, Jesus revealed his glory. By turning water into wine, he rebuked the storm on the Sea of Galilee, and the wind became perfectly calm. He healed the paralytic in Matthew chapter 9. He called Lazarus back to life in John chapter 11. He rose from the dead in Matthew 28. Who else but God can possibly do that. You're tuned in to Moments of Assurance Weekend. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson talking about the Holy Trinity. I'll be back after this. Welcome back. This is Moments of Assurance Weekend, Part 2. I'm Pastor Mark Hawkinson, your host. You can reach me at any time at mark.hawkinson at kfuo.org. Talking about the Holy Trinity, the second article of the Creed states, I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. Wow. Just going through that creed makes a person's hair stand on end when you think about 
the Holy Trinity. The Catechism states, Who is the only true God? The only true God is the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Three distinct persons in one divine essence. And here's the critical question. How are the three persons distinguished from one another? The catechetical answer, the Father has begotten the Son from eternity. The Son is begotten of the Father from eternity, and the Holy Spirit from eternity proceeds from the Father and the Son. To the Father is especially ascribed the work of creation. To the Son, the work of redemption. And to the Holy Spirit, the work of sanctification. Three distinct persons, one divine being. A mystery, but true. This is the God who loves you. So how about the Holy Spirit? Third article of the Creed states, I believe in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. What does this mean? I believe that I cannot, by my own reason or strength, believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him. But the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith, even as he calls and gathers and enlightens and sanctifies the whole Christian church on earth and keeps it with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. On the last day, he will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. Well, so here you have the third person of the Godhead. He is a person, after all, not merely some kind of a force from heaven. And he's identified as the third person of the Trinity in Jesus' great commission where Jesus once said, Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Yes, and of the Holy Spirit. He's a real person in the Godhead. You may remember Ananias and Sapphira. They held back some of their offerings and they lied about it. The Apostle Peter said, Ananias, how is it that Satan has so filled your heart that you have lied to the Holy Spirit? You have not lied unto men, but unto God. So what is the special work of the Holy Spirit? The Catechism states, the Holy Spirit sanctifies me, makes me holy by bringing me to faith in Christ so that I might have the blessings of redemption and lead a godly life. You need the Holy Spirit, and so do I, because you and I are born spiritually blind, dead, and an enemy of God. The Apostle Paul wrote to the Corinthians, The man without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. He can't understand them because they're spiritually discerned. They're understood through the ways God has given to you to understand him, namely, his precious word and sacraments. In other words, the Holy Spirit keeps you in the true faith through those means. Philippians 1.6 states, He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. Well, the Holy Spirit is sort of like a heavenly prompter, like a television newscaster who keeps referring to the prompter 
to remember what to say. The Holy Spirit is there to bring to your remembrance what you have been taught by God about himself. He brings you constantly back to Jesus, back to the cross, back to the empty tomb, and back to the promise from the Lord Jesus. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. A mystery, the Holy Trinity, and yet appreciated and worshipped already here and most certainly there for eternity. Appreciate you being along for Moments of Assurance Weekend. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. I invite you to join me for the regular Moments of Assurance over the noontime hour, Central Daylight Time, Monday through Friday. Have a blessed weekend in the Lord. You've been listening to Moments of Assurance, produced by Worldwide KFUO. Moments of Assurance is underwritten by Mid-American Coaches, mid-americancoaches.net. To learn about giving opportunities, call Mary at 314-996-1518. Or you can make a gift safe, secure, and easily online at kfuo.org. Thank you for listening and supporting Moments of Assurance on Worldwide KFUO.